Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. This is a 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. My name is Lisa H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Memphis, Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, April the 14th, 2021. Today, we're reading from the big book, from the chapter We Agnostics, on page 50. We'll be reading the third paragraph. Um, that begins on one proposal and reading and sharing on that one paragraph. Today's readers for the 12 steps, Nancy C., the 12 traditions, Nina R., for the text, Pete B., Barbara E., Reva P., our newcomer greeters, Tanya G., and our second hour host is Nancy P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, April 13th, 2021, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, It's 16,753. That's 16753. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 16,754. That's 16754. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy C. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, everybody. This is Nancy C., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Ann Arbor, Michigan, the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service this morning. Thank you, Nancy C. And I will now ask Nina R. to please read the 12 traditions. My name is Nina R. from New York City. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Tradition two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Tradition three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop drinking and eating compulsively. Tradition four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Tradition five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Tradition six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems with money, property, and prestige diverge from our primary purpose. Tradition seven, every OA group ought to be fully supporting declining outside contributions. Tradition eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Tradition nine, OA and such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Tradition 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Tradition 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And Tradition 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you, Nina R. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in the chapter We Agnostics on page 50, the third paragraph, and that one paragraph only that begins on one proposal. No, excuse me, on one proposition. Thank you. Um, And I'll now ask Pete B. to please get us started. Thank you, moderator Pete B., compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy, and I'm in Pennsylvania. On one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in 
a power greater than himself. This power has, in each case, accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. As a celebrated American statesman put it, let's look at the record. So, you know, uh, as I was preparing my pages and pages of notes to share on these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine lines, and, you know, thinking about how I was going to sound really smart and articulate when I share because there's so much pressure to do so effectively, I started to regroup and figure, you know what, that's just not my style. And, um, you know, what, what I like about this, like, this is a difficult paragraph to share on, right? Because, of, it, it, you know, it depends a lot on the previous paragraph and it leads you right into the next paragraph. And, and I thought about, you know, looking up who that American statesman was that they're actually quoting. And, and then I realized, you know, like that, does that have any relevance whatsoever on my condition? Right, like, like you know, if 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 we're if we're if we're following this text in the context for which I believe it's intended, we're essentially walking the recovering the you know the the, the sick and suffering alcoholic compulsive overeater through the program of recovery. And at this point in time, right where we are in the book, the reader has read some pretty some pretty, you know, the the food is down. And they're trying to keep it down and they're consuming information that if, 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 you know, if read and digested is pretty significant information, right? What it's saying repeatedly is that, you know, in the doctor's opinion and everything else we write, it's saying that, that we cannot do this on our own resources. The other interesting thing is, is that, you know, when this, when this was written, you know, there were no 90 meetings to go to in 90 days, right? Like there were no fancy treatment centers to check ourselves into, right? Like they, like when, when this was written, there was Skid Row, or if you had some resources, there was a hospital, an, an insane asylum, right? So, what, you know, what, we have all these other resources now. We have all, these other, all this other human aid that can, that can walk the sufferer, for, sufferer through, right? But what this what was, so, so at the time, you know, these, these people are in a, in, a, in a point of desperation, right? Like they, they, there's, 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 you know, nowhere to go. And, and um, what, what, it's, what it's saying here is that, you know what, there's a group of individuals that have put the drink down and have adopted a way of living that is connecting them to a power that's accomplishing the humanly impossible, right? And then it's going to say, look at the facts. They're going to, they're going to talk about all of the people that have, right? So, so, you know, at this point in time, you know, I believe that we're just trying to drill into the head of the person who has the food down, who has the alcohol down, that look, you got to give up thinking that there's another way. You got to give up thinking that there's a strategy. I look for me personally, if I could have done this without a power, higher power, I'd have done it. You know what I mean? I certainly, you certainly weren't going to do it for me, right? I came to the conclusion based on years and years and years of pursuing every other option than turning to a power greater than myself of trying to address this thing, right? It was, it was a matter of, of entire, complete, total surrender 
to where I cracked open my mind just a little bit and thought to myself, maybe a power greater than myself can do this for me because I just realized I, I, I'm, I've come to the conclusion that I absolutely can't. And the funny thing is, is like when I look at my personality, you know, it, it's, it's a simple concept. It's been happening since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time, people have been turning to the power. What I, was, what, I, what I just want to finish off by saying is that I have pursued the most insane solutions in my mind to this condition. I have injected substances into my body that some muscle man told me would make me different. I have pursued insane diets, insane substances, insane meal plans. Yet, yet embracing or opening my mind to a higher power was absolutely something I wasn't willing to do until I was driven to a point of surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Pete B., for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. So if you have shared on any of the meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back. And who would like to share on what was read today? Teresa. Tina S. KL. Brian V. Teresa. Melissa C. Tina S. Okay, I got, I have Teresa. Y'all have to give me the first initial of your last names, and you'll have to probably tell me again. Teresa, Tina, Melissa. There was a couple other people in the midst. Barbara E. Okay, Barbara. Fran V. Fran, did I, okay. Fran, tell me your first initial of your last name. V. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Leah S. Leah S. Okay. This is a great lineup. Um, I have Teresa. You'll have to give me the first initial of your last name. Tina S., Melissa C., Barbara E., Fran B., and Leah S. So, Teresa, please share with us. Did I get that right? Uh, can you hear me? This is Teresa P. Perfect. Go ahead, Teresa. Okay. Hi. My name is Teresa P. And I'm a recovered uh, compulsive overeater from California. And uh, this is another one of those great paragraphs. You know, gaining access to a power greater than myself. And, you know, I, I believed in, I always believed in God. And I we knew he was all powerful and you know, did all this stuff and and was good and everything. And but my problem was is that, you know, I didn't believe he was going to help me with the food because I'd asked. I'd asked for uh, several other things too that were very important to me that didn't happen. And and I just oh God, I can't trust him. You know, he's he's just not doing it. And um, what I got to do was just. You know, just keep coming back and and going through the despair, the desperation, and the, just the walking dead and all the pain and going, what is all this about? And, you know, I don't know what it's all about. And But what I do know is that it did get me to Overeaters Anonymous. And this is where I needed to be. And it took a, took many more years to get me, get me to a vision for you and get to the, you know, the answer in the big book which is so clear and it's helped me so much and it's been a journey so my um, journey to God has been 
you know, I've been in long range. If it just doesn't come poof and, you know, it's all nice and dandy with, you know, like that rainbows and ponies and stuff. Uh, that's what I want. You know, let's make it easy and comfortable. But it comes as God gives it to me, which is always the best thing. It's just that, you know, just like it's, I don't always see it as that because I always want the, I always want the easier, softer way. But what I see is that, you know, as I'm growing and um, seeing more of myself, and realizing, you know, the true depth and more, not realize that I can't, because God is God, you know, beyond me. But I'm seeing more of God's love for not only me, but everyone else. And how, you know, my will would hurt people, even though I think I would be helping them. You know, God has the better plan. And my job is just to sit still and be open to the better plan. And the way I do that is by working the steps because every other way I tried didn't work. Religion didn't do it. Uh, But the 12 steps does work. And I have to put down my addictive foods or whatever particular addiction I'm in. And it doesn't just have to be food, but food is really big for me. And just put it down and just be with those uncomfortable feelings and stay with this uncomfortable reality of things I've been hiding from for years. And what I get to do is just go, okay, God, I can't do this. You know, what do you want me to do? And then suit up and show up for one more day and see what happens. And a lot of times I don't like what happens. And Fine. thank you. And But what I get to do, I don't have to do it alone. I get to take God's hand and I have you all with me. And it works. And I do get peace and serenity. Thank you for letting me share my pass. Thank you, Teresa P. And Tina F., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Thanks so much, uh, Lisa. Tina, compulsive eater, recovery compulsive eater, anorexic in uh, Florida. Wow, what a great paragraph and, and some great shares already this morning. You know, uh, I, you know, I didn't come here for this paragraph. <laughs> You know, I I always have to say that for myself because I didn't come here to get spiritual. I didn't come here for God's help. I didn't come here for any of that kind of stuff. I came here so that shit would quit happening, bottom line. You know, and it says on one proposition, on one assertion of the people that came before, on the stories and the personal stories in the back of the book, and how these people have accessed, um, you know, obtained, gained access, obtained uh, a door through you know, a power greater than themselves. They, they give me that experience, and, and you know, and I, I relate to that today. You know, I stay around one day at a time, and I do what you suggest, not what Tina wants to do, and I have a spiritual awakening. You know, when, uh, you know I am so undisciplined that I have to follow directions, and, and I don't always want to. I love that. I hear that. You know, people don't come here always wanting to do the stuff, you know, but I get backed against the wall, and I'm desperate enough to take action. You know, that's my experience, you know, and and it says that this power in each case has accomplished the miraculous, the divine, you know, the the humanly impossible. You know, that takes me to the ABCs, you know, that I'm an alcoholic, cannot manage my own life, that probably no human power could. And then it leads me to see that God couldn't what if he were sought, you know, and, um, you know, one of the things that I know today is that when I get in this place of really believing that a power greater than myself can do for me what I could not. You know, I'm on that road. I'm ready. Let's go. You know, because my experience is that through human power, through my own power, I fail utterly, 
you know. And so this gives me a new breath. You know, it gives me the ability and the strength to do what somebody else has done, you know, to follow some direction, to take the steps which has been shared because that's the only way for me that I'm a different person, that I have a transformation that comes about only for me through the 12 steps, you know, and then I'm able to carry this thing to others, which is the, is the bottom line and the purpose so that I can show others, you know, how God can restore me to sanity and how I can be free and have a spiritual awakening and live life on life's terms and not have to eat. And uh, one day at a time, be free of that. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. And Melissa C., you're up, followed by Barbara E. Hi. Good morning, Lisa. Thanks so much for your service this morning. Um, Good morning, everybody. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. Um, you know, yes, it, it's interesting to read this in isolation without thinking about yesterday's reading. But, you know, yesterday it was like everybody, and we were all sort of zoning in on the fact that we, you know, we come to have a, uh, our own unique experience with God, whatever that is. And and yet today, you know, the reading really says, it really, you know, it doesn't matter what your religion is. Like this higher power experience is available for everyone and anyone, um, you know, yesterday was like, yeah, it's okay to have strong religious foundation or no religious foundation, but you can't have a closed mind. You can't judge people. You can't look to pick apart various faiths and their practices, and that shouldn't be any concern. But, like, today the important part is that whatever that is, everybody, you know, the testimony is that those who have gained access, right, to an experience with the miraculous, and that... I just love the word miracle. I just love the miraculous because, you know, step one told me there was going to be nothing, you know, short of a miracle for someone like me, for a woman that was killing herself with food, a smart person who couldn't stop eating. And this power has, in each case, accomplished that miraculous, the humanly impossible. And, you know, if you look at miraculous, supernatural, amazing, occurring through divine intervention, right? And so, like, you know, this power stepped in between, it, like, intervened, got in between me and the food. You know, and what, you know, and then it goes on to say, like, let's look at the evidence, right? Well, for I can give myself as evidence, you know, what does it look like? Basically, you know, for me it meant, um, I lived in a prison of my own body, of my own making, right? How about that? My own body of my own making. You know, um, at my worst, unable to make eye contact with people, so beaten down, tremendous physical pain, slave of the food, self-pity, fear, like horrendous grief. And what happened for me through the 12 steps is a higher power came in between, in between me and the food and all of those other bedevilments. All those things I felt were lifted, you know. And it doesn't matter what my religion is. You know, today I feel at ease in my body. My grief, my self-pity, my fear, it's rewired to acceptance, tolerance, compassion, and love. I don't know how... But I know, you know, the miraculous happened. Well, I do know how, through the steps of the program. And it doesn't matter what I believe. Um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. 
Thank you, Melissa C. And Barbara E., you're, you're up, followed by Fran V. Barbara? Good morning. Yes, there good you morning. Are. There, yep. I got myself muted and unmuted. Well, wonderful shares as it has been shared. These paragraphs go together like a piece of a puzzle. Today, I believe that there's a power that has my back to protect me from complacency and to not forget the hell my life used to be and also to guide me forward to be grateful and reach out to others and remind me not to judge or blame others if we have differing opinions. I am right and you are wrong. Only showed me I have a lot of work to do on me to be tolerant, accepting, and perhaps even to learn from another's, po another's point of view. And think of this something I once heard. Finish each day and be done with it. Tomorrow's a new day. Begin it well. All of us make mistakes. To go back and wonder and worry about our yesterdays prevents me from fully living today. Today is a new beginning. Progress, not perfection, is our goal in this recovery program. And many days I'm troubled by the feeling I've regressed and I may start to display my old behavior and be unable to change. But with my higher power's guidance, I have faith these periods will pass and soon progress will begin again as long as I continue to remain humble and to be of service and grow in spiritual and emotional health through prayer, prayer and meditation, which never came easily to me. But the more I practice it, the easier it became and a new habit was created. So each day is a new opportunity to make progress and look out and see the beauty of our diverse group of recovery fellows and to re remember not to ever let the gift of the program make me forget the gift of the program. We're all on this journey together. I heard a member say she practices CIP. C means continue to take personal inventory. I, to improve her conscious contact with God. And P, pass it on to others. That sounds perfect. So glad I listened and really heard it. Thank you. I look forward to listening some more. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. And Fran V, you're up, followed by Leah F. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi. Uh, Fran V, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New Jersey. That word miraculous uh, also jumped out at me. And um, reminded me that um, it's impossible without God. And miracles are not to be figured out. So I'm not going to try to figure it out. They're, they're phenomenons that I, I can't figure out. Um, I go, in the past, I thought if only I had the perfect sponsor and the perfect food plan, um, I would be able to recover. And I did have long periods of um, abstinence and recovery. Uh, one time I had four years. One time I had 12 years. Um, 
and worked the steps, worked the tools, sponsored, got down to a small size. Um, but eventually the day always came when I tried to eat like a normie. I started taking back extra abstinent food, and lo and behold, it um, ran into everything that wasn't nailed down. Um, I did not work a daily step 10 in those days. I did not work it daily. Um, and I, I know that God does not make it hard for those that seek him. I was the one complicating this. I was the one trying to base it all on my footwork and not God's power. If only I worked hard enough, I was going to get abstinent and stay abstinent. So God wasn't in the picture as much as I thought he was. So today, I know it's very simple. I have to trust God, clean house, help others, and not complicate it. And I thank you all for being there. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Fran B. And Leah F., you're up. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. What really stood out in this paragraph for me is everyone gained access to. And how do I gain access to? To believe. Because I came down beaten as a pulp. I came down so terribly... uh, unbelievably uh, without hope, without everything and anything, and feeling so miserable. And what is trust? Trust is something that has to be attained, that has to be, has to grow on you. And I heard people, and I heard honesty in their voices on these lines, and I started to believe and I started to trust. Sanity, sanity I needed in my life. I realized how insane everything was going because everything was had to go the way Leah has to do and has to say. And mine was the final word. And uh, it couldn't be that. I needed to find peace for my own sake. And I realized that's what I heard. The, the beauty in the tranquility of everyone that I really, I, I said to myself, it, is that a possibility? It is a possibility. And when they say, when they write, gain access to, I can't tell you how much the spirituality grows on me every single day. Every so often I think back, is it really abstinence since 2014? Is that a possibility? And that's what miracles mean. When you don't believe something that it is is happening, and it is happening. That's what a miracle is. And um, wow, thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah F. Um, And just a reminder, so that um, if you've just come on the line, we are on page 50 in We Agnostics. We're on the third paragraph, just that one paragraph that begins on one proposition. And who else would like to share this morning? Hope I can be heard. You're being heard. 
Oh, thank you. Sheila S. Sheila S. Anyone else? Carmela G. Carmela G. Sheer F. Say again. Sheer F. Sheer. Okay. Sheer F. Lee H. Lee H. I have Sheila F. Carmela G. Sheer F. Lee H. Anyone else? Lisa B. Lisa B. Okay, let's go with that. Sheila F., you're up, followed by Carmela G. Hi, this is Sheila S., S as in Sam, sorry about that. I'm in uh, a compulsive overeater in upstate New York, and um, uh, happy to be on the meeting this morning. Really just uh, wanted to briefly um, echo something somebody else said earlier, which is that you know, I tried so many things, was willing to do so many things, and for years I just was resistant um, to the idea that there could be a higher power in my life that was personal. Um, and that, you know, <laughs> I guess just it, that, that, it, that it could be personal. And um, I, you know, really just kind of laughed out loud <laughs> because I've never thought about it that way until today when I heard that share that, you know, I was willing to do all of these crazy things um, to manage and control an addiction, to manage and control eating, but I wasn't willing to consider there might be a higher power um, that could be personal, that I could have a personal relationship with. Um, In hindsight, it seems absurd, but when, you know, lost in the... uh, disease is not funny or absurd in any way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I just wanted to sort of, um, echo that, uh, just relate to that. And, um, while I'm sharing, cause I don't do it often, um, I'll just take this as an opportunity to thank everybody. Um, thank the moderator, thank everybody who participates in these meetings every single day, um, giving us all a a place to start. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Sheila F. And Carmela G., you're up, followed by Sheer F. Thank you so much. This is Carmela G., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. Listening to all the shares, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful enrichment and openness And um, I thought about it, and I thought about my past when I was in disease, and I thought I was God. See, and he was my servant, so therefore I was the superior. Um, And then I entered this program uh, called Overeaters Anonymous, and they had a 12-step guide, and I got a 12-step guide and learned a slogan. Keep it simple, Carmela. Stop complicating it. This is a design for living. And that's what this paragraph is telling me. If I just relax, keeping it simple, and follow the directions of a power greater than myself, I have the whole map laid out. 
and I must trust it. On that road, which is called life, there'll be many sidetracks. But if I am willing to be open and honest and follow this power, I will be directed. And if I live in the steps according to the directions of the book, not the way I feel like, I can have peace and joy beyond what I could ever have done for myself when I was in this disease. And that has been a lesson in life and in love because I have felt such beautiful joy and love within me that I can share with others. And it is such a gift. And that's only through surrender, acceptance, and working these steps every day the way the book says. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Carmel G. And Sheer S, you're up, followed by Lee H. Um, hi, this is Sheer F, F is in Frank, from northern New York. And um, I'm that student in the back of the room that when the teacher asks a question and nobody answers, I will always pipe in. So that's why I piped in. Um, but I, I will share that I, on good days, on most days, I have a routine in the morning that helps me to get close to my higher power. I pray, I meditate, I write, I kind of go back and forth between different books of um, spiritual uh, things, and then, I, of course, I listen to the meeting, and um, and then I find it not that difficult, usually, to be abstinent that day and to turn to God with my issues and the program works. My problem is that I have not been able to find a way to keep that when my routine is off, when I'm not at home, when somebody else is here or, um, you know, I wake up late or just something happens and it's like my program is so um, precise that I can very easily be knocked off of it and that's what happened this weekend and I lost my abstinence and I'm sad about that um angry at myself but also you know I know it's going to happen again unless I find a, a better different way to connect with my higher power on a daily basis that's not something that's more portable but I do want to say that I also I'm grateful for this meeting and for everyone who does service and for the fact that that night when I was at my worst, two two fellows called me randomly. Like, they didn't know, um, but there were two calls from other OA members, and it just made me feel so good to be reached out to, and you never know when you're going to catch somebody right at that moment when they need it. So, um, yeah, so I am grateful for this meeting, grateful for this program, for the ability to continue to refine my connection with God and um, to continue to work the 12 steps imperfectly and try to do better every day. So thank you. I pass. 
thank you, Sheer F. And Lee H., you're up, followed by Lisa B. Good morning, Lisa. This is Lee H. in Tennessee. I'm a compulsive overeater. It's great to hear your voice on the line this morning, and I thank you for your service. Um, I, I love this paragraph as well. I got in kind of late, but oh my goodness. I'm not exactly how I'm going to share this, but I've had a situation this week that's come up where there's a debt, a 29-year debt, and it's a lien on some land that my family is um, has gotten an offer on. And um, I have been so tempted to feel shame over this that somehow we just didn't pay this debt. And uh, it, it kind of reminds me of the skin cancer I have where, you know, as a child, I laid out the sun and put oil on my body. And <laughs> I have the kind of skin that is very fair. And so, you know, I just burnt, you know, it just burned to death, the sunburn. I was sick, you know, that I, I had blisters on my shoulders and all. And, you know, I know today that that was wrong, um, but I still suffer the consequences of it because things, bumps come up, you know, from time to time. And it's like, oh my goodness, where did that come from? Well, that's kind of the way this this other situation came up, this debt. And, um, but you know, I'm so thankful that I have a higher power now that, um, you know, my higher power is kind and patient and tolerant and just saying that that you know tenth step turnaround resentment prayer, um, helping me to get closer to God, you know, staying abstinent so that I can um, you know stay in that clear channel with God is is just a miracle. And this this debt thing, it's going to get worked out. I don't have to go to a place of fear. You know, loss was my greatest possession. It's like these things would come up and then it was like a reason to go back to self-pity and fear. And I'm just thankful that I possess the love of my higher power. He possesses me. So I'm just really grateful for this paragraph and for this um, meeting this morning. So thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Lee H. And Lisa B., you're up. Hi. Uh, Can I be heard? Yes. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, um, thank you. I, I, my name is, I guess I should say Lisa BT because I, I um, realized there was another Lisa B. So uh, Lisa BT and I am in Guelph, Ontario, near Toronto. Um, and, and as others say, um, thank you so much for all the service that is done to make this meeting possible. Um, you know, I think for me, um, I... I came to the conclusion, I certainly started in the program um, having a lot of troubles with um, believing, I believed that there was a higher power, but I certainly didn't think that it had um, any particular interest in me um, individually. And I think also I had what I think of now as a celebrity idea of God. Like, you know, when you see a celebrity, you always see them um, well-dressed, and, you know, doing something exciting or, you know, showing us their immaculate home or whatever. And, um, and I thought that to be um, noticeable to God, I had to be like that, you know, like good and, you know, doing the right things. And somehow um, that I, it was required that I earn, I earn God's attention. 
um, which of course was impossible because I'm just a human. So I was always um, tripping over my own feet. And, um, and really, I feel like in the program, I was stuck in that position for a really long time. I think the big revelation to me, um, and I, I, I think it was revealed to me because I listened to other people. It's what I so love about the fellowship. Is what was ultimately made clear in my own mind was God is not asking me to be perfect. Um, the number of times that I have um, fallen down in my abstinence, I've never once ever not been welcomed back immediately you know, after finishing the bite even, like, okay, glad you called me, right? Let's just talk. And I thought, I don't experience that elsewhere. Like, if I keep making mistakes at my job or I keep doing things in my relationship, you know, like, I'll eventually, um, you know, could run into real problems. And it was the fellowship itself that was perpetually inviting and saying, keep coming back. And we too have tripped over our own feet that got into me somehow and I think helped me transform my, my notion of a higher power as well. Um, so when I say thank you for service, I really mean it from the bottom of my heart in terms of um, just all my experience with the fellowship. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lisa B.T., and I think we have time for three more shares. Remember, we're sharing on the third paragraph, page 50, that starts on one proposition. Kelly Q. Anyone else? Lexington. Kelly. Kelly Chris Q. Sam. I, I couldn't hear you. Was that Chris? Chris Sam. Thank you. Noreen D. And Noreen D. Okay, Chris, when you share, you're a little muffled. Um, I have Kelly Q, Chris M, and Noreen D. Kelly, please share with us. Can you hear me now? Is this, yes, yeah, but Kelly Q, sorry. Yes, this is Great. Kelly. go ahead. Well, oh, I heard someone talking about miracles, and I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed by the miracle of this program, because And then when I took you through the first 164 pages, I saw an inkling of God. And I just, we had to put down one of our beloved dogs yesterday. And, you know, it was, it was, it was easier because I knew that God was there with us and that God validated to me that this was the right thing to do. And, I mean, you know, that's just a miracle because I've had to do it before and I, I grieved for days and weeks. But this time, like I know, you know, this is this is life and this is death and there's a clarity and there's an intuition that I have now that, that comes from God and I continue to come cultivate that as best I can every single day. And then the other miracle 
that just happened just this morning. My nine-year-old grandson spent the night, and I was able to be so 100% present with him because I'm not numbing out with food. And he started talking to me about, we started talking a little bit about food. And then I told him that he he's always like, why can't you eat this or that, you know? And I said, I have an abnormal reaction to it. And, and I was able to tell him, you know, I'm in a 12-step program. And it was so honest. And, you know, I've hidden that from a lot of the family. And it's just okay. And um, so I just, I want to thank all of you for your service, for getting this meeting going and the miracle of this program and all the podcasts that someone so much smarter than me, someone like brilliant, came up with all this cataloging of all these meetings and special editions that I can refer to every day. It's just, that is a miracle. And I'm experiencing the miracle. And some of my dear friends now that are in OA, I just love them so much. And and that's all I have. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly Q. And I think Chris M., you're up, followed by Noreen D. Hi. Did some you background noise. So if you're not Chris M., if you'll be sure to be muted, star one. Hi, I was just trying to get unmuted. Can you hear me now? I can. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much. Good morning, everyone. This is Chris M. I'm uh, recovering in New York. And um, I came into this program in 1986. And within that, probably the first year and a half, I was doing my fourth step and we went to a like um, a monastery where we met and it was really cool Uh, it was beautiful and they had a gift shop and in the gift shop there was this laminated postcard with a seagull flying over like an ocean or mountains or something actually it's on my refrigerator and it says miracles do happen and um yeah it's like a seagull flying over the ocean with beautiful clouds and i bought that because a miracle was happening for me um, I mean, I was young. I was only like 23 or 24, so I didn't have a lifetime of suffering with my disease. But, you know, it was enough, you know, for me at that point. It was all I knew up to that point. And there were some good things happening. Um, I wasn't able to maintain that, you know, and 34 years later, I'm still working on this recovery. But when I think about this whole idea of, of the higher power and where it says here, um, Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. You know, that's, that, there's two parts of that. I believe in a higher power. I never thought I was the end-all, be-all. Like, I always, I always just knew in my heart there's something else. Making that connection, that was another story. Um, and even today, you know, when I'm looking at, when I'm having trouble with my food and I'm having trouble with emotional situations and relationships and all of my character defects, the the thing, you know, I, I have also done lots of different things and gone to lots of different kinds of places, people, places, and things to figure this eating disorder out. But 
the difference, and I think one of the reasons why I have such difficulty accessing that higher power is that there's something more required of me here than was not required of me if I read a self-help book or went on a diet or went to a therapist or anything else I did. Had a, I didn't have medical procedures, but, you know, that kind of stuff, you just kind of show up and then you hope the miracle happens. Here, we show up, but there's some stuff I got to do. And that, you know, that's the problem. And I figured out like five, I'd say the five dirty words of maybe every chronic um, relapser or non-recoverer. And for me, they ring true. Surrender, sacrifice, obedience, discipline, and submission. Jeez, I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to do any of that. That is not, that's not what I default to. I have to work hard. And when I say work hard, it means work hard at turning over everything in my life to the higher power. And it does require discipline and obedience and all of those things. That's fine. To me, that's like, thank you. That's like a rubber band. I'm pulling the rubber band. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, and then it snaps back. But anyway, for today, I know that I need to look at myself, dig deep, and make that connection and do whatever this program tells me to do to maintain it. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you, Chris M. And Noreen D., you're up and you have two minutes. Please share. Lovely. Thank you. And thanks for your service. Um, hi, everybody. Yeah, um, I'm Noreen D., recovered for here in Ireland. And um, yeah, I love this paragraph. A moment for position, we can all agree. Uh, gained access to and believe in a power greater than himself. And, and that's true for me. And that power has accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. I, I tried for years. I was 48 when I came in. And I think I was around eight when I first started um, noticing this illness now when I look back. Um, and I tried everything. And uh, so much pain. And uh, uh, I, had, I didn't feel the first nip of the ringer. It was well and truly through the ringer. Uh, of isolating fear and pain and I couldn't believe this worked I just couldn't believe it I just couldn't believe it it was an absolute miracle Um, I felt like I'd won the lotto only way better and um, I had uh, just it was just it was just amazing after everything that didn't work and the amount of times I fell down by myself but this isn't by myself and I hardly dared believe it when I got through the steps and my sponsor thought, thought I'd be elated and she sort of questioned me, you know, are, are you not happy now? And, uh, you know, I can't remember exactly what she said, but I said, yeah, but it, it's always snapped back like an elastic band. Every other thing I've tried, I've always gone back to the way I was. And she must have been inspired by her higher power. She said to me, yeah, but knowing you've never had this, you've never had the steps before. And that was it. And then that sunk in the truth of it. And I've lived that since uh, 2015, the, the truth of it which is it has accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. And I tried everything. I tried everything. And uh, and it says at the bottom, as a celebrated American statesman, put it, let's look at the record. And the record that my higher power has shown me has been uh, the truth and the love and trust that I've established with him working through the program that he's built up in me, works the miracle every day. I, I wouldn't do this if it didn't work and I wouldn't do it if my higher power wasn't as glorious and wonderful and patient and loving 
patient uh, as he is and he is and and that's why I can do it because of that and um, just do my little bit and then he continues to do the impossible and I absolutely love my higher power for what he's done and what he's done for my family so um, I'll pass there and thanks so much for, for everybody's service Thank you Noreen D and thank you to everyone who shared today and Team Wednesday Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, April the 14th, 2021, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 16,759. That's 16759. We'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Barbara E. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. My pleasure. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you can't transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.